What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two. Old school on NFL draft day number two. We should see some Huskers cross the stage today. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I think that one. I think Cam Jurgens will get drafted today. Huh? For, not, well, I guess nothing for sure, but um, that's what it sounds like. 402-464-5685. Start Hammond text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. Give us your thoughts on the Huskers. Where do you think – Huskers will go. Which ones will go? Where will they? Where will they go? I, I think it's a big day because it could add some off-season juice to the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I mean it's like no, it's, it's, no, it's nothing but good. We it'll be a good weekend for Nebraska to get you know three or more guys drafted, a lot of guys signed, you know, uh, priority free agents. Then that not only uh, gives you credibility and kind of like what you know what you say you've been doing, developing players, and then also it's going to ideally inspire the guys on the team saying, "Hey, these are guys that are just in your locker room just you know four or five months ago, guys you've seen work. You know, it, so what we're doing does work. If you have aspirations, go to the next level. Now, you can also you know add on to that. Like, look, you some of you guys have played against said player. What do you think about him? You know, here's what we think, and this is the way he played against us. You know, what's the difference between him and you or, or us and them? Well, they've won a few, few more games. So, yes, it's great to celebrate the NFL and all that other stuff, and these guys making it, and that's a that's a goal. But winning is tied to that. Playing good football is tied to that because that's where you see a lot of guys, you know, going off draft boards. Or, you know, team. there's not a lot of NFL teams that don't want to draft winners because – whether you're a winner in college and know what it takes to win, you'll fit into a winning organization. Or if you're a winner, winner, they want to bring you into their building because they want you to help create a culture of winning. So um, when you win, everybody gets more. I mean, when you got the number one pick in the draft that wasn't all-conference or an all-American, 
mm-hmm. it lets you know two things. One, he's a he's a freak of an athlete, but number two, what you put on tape besides the stats are just as important. You get what I'm saying? Um, it's not all stats. Oh, I need to have this amount of sacks or this amount of you know tackles X, Y, and Z. If you're playing good football and you're and you're on a good team surrounded by good players, you're gonna get drafted. And, you, and in this in this young guy's uh, case, that he went number one. I, I I was trying to pay attention to matching talent to system, but it didn't seem like that was necessarily what was happening last night. A lot of times, people t- take the best guy on the board. I mean, if you're the if you're the Giants or the Jets, they had a phenomenal draft. I mean, they got the pass rusher they need, and they got the probably, in my opinion, the best offensive tackle. Both huge position needs. Look at the mm-hmm. Jets. Perfect you, needs, right? Right. You got, you know, the number one receiver, and you got a fell into one of the top three and the and probably the most polished pass rusher out there. I guess Hayden Aiden Hutchinson is probably the most polished, but this guy is right there with him you know, with Johnson. So sometimes I can throw your board off, but it's a good throw off. Normally, well, in the past, you took the guy, there are certain positions if there was a talent, a super talent, above 90 grade at any of these positions that you have to take. Yeah, you got to take. Right? So that used to be quarterback. And the NFL cyclical. It it evolves and then re-evolves. And it's not quarterbacks currently where – if they're that dude, if you're Mahomes and you have an Alex Smith, you still take Mahomes. That that still didn't happen, and it did, wasn't available. Yeah, in this it wasn't, group. yeah, especially with the quarterbacks. But then you know what you, you saw. You see the trend now, um, where a lot of teams are playing three safeties. Pittsburgh did it this year. Ravens just drafted a guy; they'll be able to do it. Um, and the other teams that that are trying to do it because in order to match up against these tight ends, mm-hmm. you need almost kind of like two or three types of safeties. You need a safety kind of like Hamilton that's big enough to play the run mm-hmm. and not get pushed out of the way against Kelsey and all that and then can run with them and then tackle, right? Like James was a couple years ago that went to the Los Angeles Chargers. Then you get a safety that can kind of do it all and come off the hash, which Hamilton can come off the hash, obviously, mm-hmm. where, you know, like an Earl Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. That's a ball hawk. And then you know they have another safety that can maybe come down and cover in the slot and still gives you some size. Well, then the high the IQ safety. The, right. the, the, the play caller in the back who like corrects the, like, everybody. Sure, like the honey badger that can just right. make up for a bad call. Right. Can be slippery and get around linemen, you know, swipe a leg and make a tackle for loss in a big mm-hmm. moment. So, you know, you, you see, you know, teams try to do stuff that, that works. And then, you know, they don't think that what the – Rams did isn't going to influence the rest of the league where you look for an Eric Weddle type of field general back there, mm-hmm. Von Miller type of pass rusher, trying to, you know, look at the guy that uh, Green Bay drafted. Mm-hmm. If you look at the plays that he made, uh, the def- Wyatt, the defensive tackle, he, he's nowhere near Aaron Donald, but the one gap in a 3-4 blowing up through, the, through that. Especially uh, mid-NFC – yeah, NFC North in the black and blue. That's, that that's, play that's, is the play, play that they're going to face most often. Right. So he blew, blows it up, and then you got the athletic guy behind him, both from the same team, going along with the defensive guys that they've had before. And and Green Bay did a really good job of actually signing free agents, you know, a couple years ago where, you know, uh, they had Preston Smith, um, uh, the guy that they got from the Ravens who's actually now on the on the Vikings. And then now, then they got Gary from Michigan, right? Trimmed him down a little bit. Now he's a pretty good outside pass rusher. So they didn't have to go outside pass rusher, which would have been normally like Jermaine Johnson. 
they're able to go interior and then they're able to go second level. We also don't talk enough about the people who make these decisions in drafts and the personality profiles that they carry because if yeah. Jermaine Johnson sits on the board, whereas there's some decision makers who, well, well wait a minute, I want the angry, nasty dude. Yeah, it's it's like, weird. It's weird that, <laughs> but see, here's the, also a problem. You got a lot of guys making these decisions. We talk about this all the time, like why the owners hire GMs or coaches that they like. You got a lot of these guys that have predetermined assumptions about, especially people that they've never been exposed to mm-hmm. to um, right. in in a uh, on a equal level, personal level. Right. You get what I'm saying? Where you're going to have to be accountable to them. Well, no, where you're going to have to conversate with them. Yeah. And you're going to have to get them. You know, they they. They haven't been in the say the foxhole with him, right? So, oh, he's just like me. So they're 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 getting thrown off by, oh, you don't know Jermaine Johnson's like true background history, or they're trying to use the fact that say like you know he had a couple, you know he had a you know he went to JUCO, you know was trying really immature. He was a big kid, but you know you see a huge human like that coming out of high school, you think he's mature. He needed time to mature. Then he goes to Georgia. And then, you know, maybe they use that against, oh, he didn't stick it out. Well, then really bet on himself and goes to Florida State. So then they're like, oh, well, you know, he has a different personality. No, he doesn't. You just didn't take time to. to well, and to, you don't to, know how to go and find out what's happening in his or, community. Or, or do you even really, <laughs> do they really want to even know, right? So you bypass on him and that's how stuff, uh, you know, guys, you know, slip through the cracks and then he'll end up, you know, doing well. And sometimes initially it's good to slip, but, you know, hitting that, you know, slipping some spots can cost you a lot of money. I mean, look, you know, with Randy Gregory, it cost him a ton of money. He made it up now in his free agent deal, but now it's like he's on a year-to-year, game-by-game basis based on his off-the-field behavior versus when you come in, you kind of already have that nest egg or, or the huge, you know, uh, golden pot or pot of gold. So it's it's interesting how these they go about the decision-making. You know, um, like Pittsburgh, like I like Pickett, right? But – you were enamored by Willis, and you already have Pickett in the building. You got Trubisky and you got uh, Rudolph. And, I mean, that's kind of right. That's you like what you like, right? But that, you like what you but like. You, but you didn't like it enough to play it, though. Yeah, that you had to bring Big Ben back that had no business playing in the last two years and pay him forty million dollars. They, they, I, I think that Pittsburgh quarterback room changes several times in the next couple of months. Yeah, because you know, to be, you know, to be honest with you, you know, Dwayne Haskins was pushing these guys behind the scenes because he was starting to figure it out in that thing. So that's what really kind of was was Which weird to me weird. because I Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins was doing so well in that culture. Now, obviously, he passed away, and then Willis was. It seemed like he was coming regardless. So. You know, but I, I like I think Pickett'll be a guy that's gonna if he doesn't end up starting right away, I think by like week nine he'll end up starting because I think what he does, Pittsburgh needs. Now Pittsburgh needs some receivers though. They need a lot. They need a lot. They need to figure out who what the running game is gonna be because it's gonna change in theory. Tomlin kinda whispered to hey, there are gonna be some schematic changes in what yeah. we do. They got Najee Harris who's yeah, rookie of the year, but they their offensive line needs well, an upgrade. But are they going to be willing to ride Najee? Like, are you yeah. going to? Or just, are you going to try to do like Alvin Kamara? Right, and that's not going to work. Right, in, that's it, not going to work in AFC Central. So they're going to have to figure that out. Um, to to uh, respond to the text line, uh, Ellis says, "Hey guys, I can't look it up myself. Can you refresh uh, what time the NFL draft starts?" So the only place in town to catch the draft is here on the ticket. 
uh, starts at 6 o'clock tonight uh, and it runs through. So instead of nighttime programming, you'll get the draft. Like You guys can follow it. There's nowhere else in town. Go ahead and lock in. Uh, a couple other things. Sanderson says he thinks JoJo – I mean, Jurgens to the Eagles at 51. Uh, the Eagles already got a center. Yeah, I thought – well – He needs – he's going – I know Houston – Really likes Cam. Really likes him. Yeah, there, I mean, really, really likes there, him. There, there, it's interesting. But it's just hard because the powers that be sometimes don't put the importance on drafting a center. But there, there are I, when teams they asked me, I said, he, I, said, I said he can play all three interior positions easily. There are teams that need that, and there are teams that look for that. Now, um, when you do it, now this I don't know if, but do, but if I'm Cam, though, do you really want to go to Houston? No, it's two ways. If I'm his agent or advisor, I'm like, yeah, you might not want to go initially, but this dude will be gone anyway. So by the time you get, you know, just go ball, you'll be fine. In the worst case scenario, you end up going somewhere else. Uh, Jay, I will, and I will let you answer this one. Uh, what up, DP? In the fourth round, do you think that JoJo could be drafted? And depending on where he goes, do you think that he could play as well as Luke Keekley? I'll let you. Who, who, who did that? Thomas and Lincoln. That's man, get out of here, Thomas. <laughs> hey, that, that ain't no real text, man. That is that a real no, text. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, that's it why I gave it to fools, is it? That, that, <laughs> this ain't even nothing against JoJo. I mean, Luke Keekley, a dang Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, I ran in Luke Keekley in the Charlotte airport. Homeboy is like 185. But his head is still – he still got a big old head. Yeah, he's got the Yeah, he, he has some, some issues. But let me tell you, Luke Keekley, I was – didn't realize how good he was because you think like oh he's at Boston College he's the only dude that can like walk and chew gum so you're getting like two how do you have two hundred tackles in like college that's like impossible because I'm thinking like oh he out in the field the whole time so he's just an effort guy he running through, yo he running through landmines to get, hey, to get these two hundred tackles he can pick up and put them down. <laughs> you know so no uh, no the answer no. to that was no be- but you just never know but, <laughs> but JoJo could get in there and cut his teeth and get in the right situation and have a nice career I'm not again I'm not <laughs> but Luke Keekley is most that, likely that but you never know water. Hey, that is deep water they nobody just ever realized Zach Thomas would be that dude either but he was actually that dude in college but never thought that he was going to come into the league and just take it by storm see this is where this is where I always I, I, I become curiouser and curiouser if you are a high volume tackler in college, that transfers to the NFL. Finding the ball is one. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of the best advice I ever got was from a guy named John Holasek. He's the head coach. Uh, he's from actually, he played at Illinois with Simeon Rice and Kevin Hardy. And he was like, I was like the third wheel. And he's like, you know, Jay, he's like, I was the white guy, you know, so they didn't, nobody kind of. Thought I was in, and he had an ACL injury, and he came back. But he's from the South Side of Chicago. He's probably the toughest homeboy's fuse. I had a short fuse. Homeboy's fuse ain't even unmeasurable. He ready to fight at all times. And so, what the best advice that he gave me when I came in as a rookie, and I remember he was giving me a ride home from you know mini camp, and I was just going to the hotel, and he was like, "Hey man, you know you're a fifth round pick. I was a fifth round pick too, and this is the way." You know, his way I, you know, figured it out. And uh, he's like, you know, you got potential in this, this, and this. And he's like, look, the best thing that you can do, he's like, I know, he's like, they told me you can, you know, get to the ball, but the best thing you can do is every single time, 
or that the play stop being that screen be there and that's what guys that are high volume tackles because they know how to get the get to the ball they know how to they know the scheme they know why they're doing stuff they're playing faster than any measurables and if they are good athletes they're second level those guys can read and react and they're football players and tackling if you're if you're a high volume tackler if you're a guy that makes plays you're not missing tackles we're not talking but, about high volume hitters. We're talking about yeah, high volume yeah. tackles. Yeah, we, we, we ain't we ain't, we ain't you know it ain't like Ram man. These they, they yeah. try to do run and bump each other, right. like bump tackle. That ain't yeah. working. I need to get you to the ground. Yeah, we saw that against Wisconsin. You run up yeah. in there, try to bump, and you get bumped off, and homeboy cocks his head back and you know hits his head on the goalpost, and then they jumping around and all that crap. So if you when you're a high when you when you could get to the to the ball and you can make plays because no tackles. Unless you're in a scheme like when Ray Lewis had like Saragusa and, and and Sam Adams in front, where you're just pretty much running and hitting, like tackles but, aren't pretty. But think about how lo- high level Ray was right. at and fitting, that's why fitting in spaces right. and making plays. Right, it's different. It's like, different. It's you got, a, you, London Fletcher yeah. wasn't sexy, but he was always on time. London, always. London Fletcher was on time. Like yeah. if there was a play to be made within six yards to either side. At whatever level there was, he was London, doing it. London Fletcher, yeah. would, like he'll get through a big dude, he'll get through a little dude, he'll get through between his two dudes. Playing, getting to the <laughs> ball, getting to the ball correctly and on time is a lost art. It's not taught enough at the at the high school level. It's not taught enough in, at the college level. Um, and tackling isn't taught taught you know right. You know if you if you if you try to get too technical when you're tackling. Or you, or you don't emphasize tackling enough, you're going to be a bad tackling team because it's never pretty. Look, man, the best tackling teams I had were always, <laughs> oddly enough, um, I had three dudes back to back to back years who were ended up going to Naval Academy, all 165 pounds, all of them with 150 tackles in high yeah. school. Why? Mission. Them dudes like, no, no, I'm out here to tackle people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my job. To tackle people, they were never oversized. Like the linebacker from uh, Utah, you when you watch his tape, is all twenty-two tape. Devin He's a great Lloyd, athlete. Lloyd, man. That, and the leadership he has, that where he was able to galvanize that whole team and <clears throat> make them hit ben- benchmarks that they never thought they could get. But when you see him play, because he's a he's a great athlete, you know, and that's just in my opinion, he's a great athlete. So when he's a great athlete and he has no wasted steps and he knows the game, <laughs> you in trouble. And the thing is, like with him, when you when you're DP was texting me about the commanders, he can play in a three four or a four three, and then he can play all the positions. So it's a guy that you you're like it, for him. If I'm the owner or I'm the GM, I'm picking him because it doesn't matter who the defensive coordinator is. This is the guy that's going to be here. You, you know, for so ten years for and ten he'll years. play several positions and he'll play them all well. Right. And you don't have to worry like, oh man, I just drafted this dude two years ago, and we, I had to fire the coach. So do I keep the defensive coordinator? You don't do that. Man, it's crazy. Um, we'll go to break. We'll come back. Um, NIL creates different discussions. Isaiah, uh, Miami's Isaiah Wong said he'll enter the transfer portal tomorrow if his NIL compensation isn't increased. He says he got an agent and would like for his NIL to reflect that he was a leader. He, he was the leader of an elite eight team. That's we'll talk That's about that. Talking. We will talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. 
Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.